You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you're a 415er, you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415, hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers, an off-season edition of the 415ers, Mark. It's early in the morning. I'm I'm having trouble speaking. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing well, Evan. Yeah, off-season, uh, first official full week uh, of the off-season, I guess, after... Last week kind of felt normal after a game, but now we don't have a game to react to. So it's like good to be with you here in the offseason. How are you doing? Well, there is still one more game left, but unfortunately, the 49ers are not playing in it. And of course, it'll be the Super Bowl. And we're going to get into that because one member of the 49ers this week did bring up the Super Bowl as well as his prediction. We're going to get into that. We're going to discuss some of the offseason questions that the 49ers have to answer. And really, it all starts with the guy at the top. And as we saw during the end of season press conference, even more glaringly, uh, it is, in fact, Kyle Shanahan. And Mark, I know we're going to have to dig into... Like we're hopefully going to be getting updates about Brock Purdy throughout the summer, even Trey Lance, of course. And we're going to have a ton of stuff to dig into in what is hopefully going to be a very um, active offseason and progressive offseason for the 49ers. But just starting with Kyle Shanahan as a head coach, we didn't really get into this in our last episode. I think we're still trying to sort of just get over the, you know, the skidding halt of the season. But if you had to sort of evaluate Kyle Shanahan on face value, like what grade do you think you'd give him for this season? For this season, I think he gets an A. Uh, he was wow. he was great this season. I, I I'm a little surprised that you're surprised by that, Evan, because uh, considering everything that this team had to go through and everything that they accomplished, yes, certainly they fell short and it was not competitive in the NFC title game. But I don't care what coach is leading that team. You lose your third string quarterback and you have to turn to a Josh Johnson. Uh, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to win that game. And I know there's a lot of people who are saying, well, how can you have Josh Johnson as, you know, one injury away from playing in an NFC title game? Maybe there were better options. Okay, perhaps marginally better than Josh Johnson out there that the Niners could have turned to. But no one that is turning the tide of a potential NFC championship game or Super Bowl and leading the Niners to a victory if Brock Purdy goes down. Regardless of who's filling in for him, the season's over. Um, so for me, Evan, it's an easy A for Kyle Shanahan, his grade this season. I know I've said it multiple times. This is the best coaching job of his career. And I'm not sure it's particularly close. Uh, 2019, probably the, the next best coaching job of his career. You could maybe make a case for last year when he did turn it around late when the pressure was on, but I think this is, uh, the best coaching job of his career, Evan, and, and he deserves an A, not an A minus. He was incredible. He pushed almost every right button throughout the entire season. Um, he was a big reason why they went after Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he signed off on that. He he got that done. He and John Lynch got that done. Uh, so I, I think Kyle Shanahan deserves all the praise in the world for this season. And, and I think he gets an A. I think that the best grade that Kyle Shanahan can get is an A minus, in my opinion, because the last 12 weeks were an A. 
And I'm not even talking about the NFC Championship game. I, I don't think you can fault him for that. I'm with you. I don't think any head coach across the league outside of maybe two might find a way to win that game. Like, and that's being generous. But I can't ignore what happened at the beginning of this season, which had us in question of what direction this season was going for the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan was a huge part of stabilizing that. But he had to stabilize stabilize it because it was in flux in the first place. And that, to me, falls at his feet. What happened with Trey Lance at the beginning of the season, and even in the offseason, with essentially having Jimmy Garoppolo fall into your lap, having what turned out to be Brock Purdy fall into your lap, I think he gets credit for maximizing that. And to me, that falls short of an A, because you are the one that set those chain of events in motion. And of course... Unfortunately, coming up a bit short, like, yes, the actual context of the game will say that the 49ers and Shanahan could not have won that game. But if we're going to say that Kyle Shanahan is a better head coach than you know Nick Sirianni, um, Nick Sirianni beat him. Um, we're going to say that Kyle Shanahan is maybe a better head coach than Sean McVay. Uh, Sean McVay has wins in the playoffs, a win in the playoff against him. Like, I can't ignore that, Mark. So, even though it may sound harsh, I also don't think saying that a head coach got an A minus for the entire season is that harsh. Again, I'm nitpicking, but that's why I would drop from an A to an A minus for me. I understand that. Uh, I, I get the the early season things uh, as well. I, I think, I mean, to me, uh, if you were discussing the the, the Lance things and, and how the first five quarters of the season were generally off balance and seemed awkward and and weren't smooth, um, I don't know. I mean, we are nitpicking, and this is more semantics, I guess, than anything else. For me, that doesn't go against Kyle Shanahan's coaching record this year. Maybe that goes against his talent evaluation record, his decision to draft Lance in the first place. I mean, I know that that's. Not exactly what we're talking about here, but um, if you are pointing towards some of that awkwardness early in the year, uh, maybe it's less on his ability to to coach and more so on on perhaps a, a failed evaluation or uh, you know drafting the wrong guy or, or whatever. And then in in terms of the playoffs, I get what you're saying, but it's not like the Eagles and the Niners were on even ground at all. And, I, and I'm not trying to disparage. Uh, the Eagles or Nick Sirianni at all. I know we'll talk about a, a certain Niner who you teased earlier who might have been disparaging the Eagles, maybe not. Um, but considering the circumstances, I, I really can't ha- hold anything that happened in that NFC title game against Kyle Shanahan. If we're going to give Kyle Shanahan credit for Christian McCaffrey, I do think we also have to give him some blame for what happen at the quarterback position at the beginning of this season. And what's the only reason that they go out to trade for Christian McCaffrey? Because the offense by Kyle's design at about the six week mark of the season, we had no clue which way it was going. I mean, they were middle of the pack, even though they had largely the same pieces in place. The difference was of course, Christian McCaffrey, like that is a game changing talent. But if we're going to say, you got that guy or you're responsible for that guy and then using that guy. Well, then I have to ask the question why you needed him in the first place. So yes. And that's why I say the last 12 weeks of the season are an a for Kyle Shanahan, but I cannot ignore the first five weeks of the regular season and the roller coaster ride that was largely by his design. 
I got a question for you. Does, and we've kind of already been over this a little bit in the past, does Kyle Shanahan deserve credit for uh, retaining Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster this season? Because with without him, who knows what the season looks like? Yeah, and that's another thing, too. Like, I, I give I give Jimmy Garoppolo more credit than Kyle Shanahan for staying in San Francisco. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is the one that chucked up the deuces and said see you at the press conference last year. And then no one no one wanted him because he refused to get his surgery until later than he probably should have. I will say I think the Niners could have very easily decided to cut bait and, and just take whatever low ball offer they felt that they got from some team. Because it's not like they were no offers. They were just n- not a, you know offers that met the Niners' desire and what they thought Jimmy Garoppolo was worth. So if the Niners were completely tired of this situation and Kyle Shanahan just said, you know what, get rid of this distraction. We have a young quarterback that we trust. Jimmy, see ya. It'll make our locker room better because of some of the potential awkwardness. They could have done that. They could have gotten, you know, a sixth round pick if if that was all that they were offered when they were looking for maybe closer to a two or something. Uh, so I, I do think maybe there's a shred of credit that the Niners and Shanahan and, and the front office deserve for at least sticking to their guns enough to be willing to turn down offers and not just say yes to whatever offer they got because they wanted to get him out of there. Again, I'm, it's more so circumstantial. The way things played out, he kind of fell into the Niners' lap, Garoppolo that is. Um, but I, I, I think there's just a, a little bit that the Niners deserve credit for. But again, that's that's more so offseason stuff and not really things that happened in the actual season that we're talking about. But I do think there's a, a little bit of credit there. Well, no, you're right in the sense that that however that situation played out is what ended up transpiring on the field because Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster. And yes, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, to me, that that credit would be creating an environment that someone like Jimmy Garoppolo, who essentially was you know kind of shown the door at the end of the previous year, felt comfortable entering the building once more. And that's because his teammates around him are amazing. They seem like they love him. And I think even George Kittle at the end of the NFC championship was spotted wearing, you know, a feels great baby handmade T-shirt. That's in reference to Jimmy Garoppolo, who was also there on the sideline. Like, and of course, Jimmy Garoppolo understanding that his place to maximize his value for one final season is more likely in San Francisco than in the other destinations. So to me, yes, they have created, um, and Kyle Shanahan is responsible for this, creating a culture that is conducive to talent maximization like that. But that has only been the case for Jimmy Garoppolo so far and Brock Purdy. And this is kind of the the extension of the conversation, which is Kyle Shanahan has, I believe, a decision to make at the quarterback position. Now, it it may be one that's pretty um, obvious to some, but by virtue of having one quarterback who's currently injured, another quarterback who is currently returning soon from injury, uh, technically there are going to be maybe unforeseen decisions that he'll have to make. And to me, it starts with really just like reestablishing the hierarchy. Jimmy Garoppolo is gone, according to Kyle Shanahan, so he will not be back. Uh, Brock Purdy right now is, I guess, uh, QBIR, even (laughs) though there is a an I that looks like a one, which I think is probably how I will spell it for the rest of this offseason. And Trey Lance is QB two. Like that's that's how the the hierarchy looks to me right now, Mark. 
Yeah, I think the uh, the decision that Kyle Shanahan needs to make will come when Brock Purdy returns. And let's just let's extend this 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 what if out for a little bit. Say Brock Purdy gets surgery within a week. By the way, he should get surgery soon because if he's going to need it, it's going to sideline. It, it him is for... surprising to me that we haven't heard not just the. I mean, we've heard the timetable for his return, but yeah. we haven't heard the timetable as to when he is going to get this surgery that he needs to get very soon. Yeah, as we record this Monday morning, so the last we've heard is that they're seeking second, third, fourth, just other opinions on his elbow, and I think they're praying that he doesn't need surgery. But let's assume he needs surgery, and let's assume it's not the full Tommy John. So he'll be throwing in about three months out from the surgery date get the and, knife. Should be, <laughs> and should be cleared to play and practice and go into training camp in six months. Say today, Monday, February 6th, he has the surgery. Six months from now would be August 6th. The Niners would already be more than a week into training camp. So that means Trey Lance is going to get all the number one reps at OTAs, which no one in the locker room is going to blink, you know, at. They're not going to mind because, you know, Brock Purdy isn't ready. But let's also assume, again, that the six-month timeline holds up. Brock Purdy isn't able to go for the first week of training camp. Still, it's Trey Lance getting the first team snaps. Okay, that's fine. Like again, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy is is not ready to go yet. That the team will understand that. And I should preface this by saying uh, it seems pretty clear that the locker room wants Brock Purdy. They believe in Brock Purdy. They saw what he just did this past season, Evan. They think Brock Purdy gives them the best chance to win. So with that in mind. Let's say Brock Purdy is ready for the second week of training camp. Does Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers immediately throw him in and he gets every single number one rep? Do they try to slowly work him back in? Was Trey Lance looking good the first week of training camp? And does he take away a couple of first team reps when Brock Purdy does return? Is he immediately able to be 100%? Do they ease him in? How does this all work? And could it cause some tension in the locker room? Because, again, how much this locker room loves Brock Purdy and loves what he was able to do and help the team accomplish over his first nearly 10 starts as a professional. I think that's where Kyle Shanahan has the biggest decision to make. It's similar to what you're saying, the quarterback hierarchy, but he's dealing with uncertainty because of injuries. So how does he decide who gets those reps early on after Brock Purdy's return, and how does the team respond to it? That's something that I'll be keeping an eye on once August comes around uh, because you can kind of feel how these quarterback dynamics and locker room dynamics can affect the general morale of teams, and I'll be really interested to see how it all plays out, and ultimately that decision rests with Kyle Shanahan. I guess on before that, it rests with the health of Brock Purdy's right elbow, uh, but it'll all be interesting to see how that does play out because there's not really much Shanahan can do until his quarterbacks are healthy. And I'm not so sure Brock Purdy will uh, just immediately be given every single rep when he does come back because the Niners like to play it as safe as any team. So that's what I'll be keeping an eye out for. And I think that's where the biggest decision this offseason comes.